from what's on to what matters. It's Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the Morning, only on Newcastle Live. Welcome back to the program. Unless you've been living under a rock the last uh, three years, Newcastle had its public transport privatised and uh, Newcastle Transport was created under Keolis Downer. When it first was announced, it was done with a great deal of pomp and ceremony and uh, the service was going to be better. We were going to get all sorts of different things and better things. Now, several years on, there is an inquiry in the Upper House into the privatisation of Sydney's bus services and what rationale should be used, the modelling of how it's done, the impact on the commuting public, Of course, when it's happening in Sydney, it gets a public inquiry. But, of course, one of the examples uh, that is going to be presented to this inquiry today is what happened here in Newcastle. And three of our local MPs who have been most affected by these changes are, of course, the member for Newcastle, Tim Crackenthorpe, the member for Charlestown, Jodie Harrison, and the member for Swansea, Yasmin Catley. Joining me on the line now ahead of his presentation at 11.45, so I need to not talk to him for so long today. Good morning and welcome, Tim Crackenthorpe. Yeah, good morning, Tracy. Great to be with you. Now, this is something that uh, the three of you, uh, obviously with Sonia Hornery, have been very vocal about uh, some of the issues that happened uh, when Newcastle Transport came into existence and Keolis Downer took over that system. We had wholesale changes. We had uh, new bus routes. We had bus routes cancelled. What are you going to be presenting to, uh, to this inquiry today? Well, we're going to give them an overview of what happened when it did get privatised. I mean, way back then, we had you know, massive rallies, huge turnout. We had a lot of devastated people in the community, particularly uh, vulnerable people in our community. So we'll tell them what's happened since it's been privatised and the ongoing issues that are still occurring just now. It is a tough one, and look, I will uh, I will quite publicly say that uh, I did some PR for Kellis Downer at the time, and uh, I had the job of writing back the ministerials. And Tim, they were <laughs> they were enormous, weren't they? They were the number of complaints that came in were enormous, and you guys were just inundated with it. That's right, Tracy. I mean, yeah, you know, personally, as mm. you said, we we just got absolutely inundated uh, in this electorate, in Malls End electorate, in Charlestown and Swansea uh, on the ramifications and the effects of that privatisation. I mean, Access Industries, for example, which are just there in Hamilton, they uh, have disabled people come from uh, people, well, from all over the lake, all around the lake, all around Newcastle, and uh, they had enormous difficulties. Uh, getting into work, for example. You also had you know, people who purchased uh, houses to be uh, on a bus route, uh, particularly elderly people who could see they weren't going to have cars forever. And you know, a lot of those buses, um, a lot of those bus stops, I should say, actually uh, got taken away. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a lot of very distressed people from uh, our vulnerable communities. And a lot of these routes were designed by uh, Keolis Downer's uh, head office, which is based in uh, in France. And, of course, France is, is flat, Tim. It is very flat. <laughs> Telling somebody to walk, you know, 1K or 500 metres, that's okay there. It's not okay here when you're talking about having to walk up Lookout Road or you're having to walk up these, these high roads. There was no consideration about the, uh, you know, what the actual area looked like, where there were hills, where there were issues. You know, none of that was actually taken into consideration. It wasn't, and certainly the age of people and the demographic people that use uh, the bus service, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, I've got so many 
letters from people, from elderly people who couldn't walk up the hill to Charlestown Road, who couldn't, uh, you know, walk up and down and around and get to the new bus stops. Uh, it was, yeah, it was dire for them. And as a result, you know, the, the quality of their life has been diminished. And, you know, that's the sort of thing I'll be communicating. Mm. But uh, even now, you know, I've been contacted by a woman who's legally blind and spends $100 a week on taxis to visit her husband in hospital because the bus service just isn't reliable. Mm. She relies on it, but yeah, she can't in this situation. So in 2022, obviously they, this came into effect in 2017, we've still got significant issues. We do, we do. I mean, I've heard from a teenager who has a casual job that's just five kilometres from home, but accessing her workplace via a bus, it's actually a two-hour round trip. Oh, my God. That just doesn't make sense, no. does it? No. It's anyone. It'd be a lot quicker to walk, but obviously that's not, uh, that's not something that can be done late at night or yeah, when there's inclement weather. So, Tim, obviously we've got this parliamentary inquiry happening at the moment. Why wasn't there a parliamentary inquiry when our bus services were privatised. Why does it take for Sydney's to be privatised before we get questions asked? Well, Tracy, that's always a good question. Why does Sydney uh, get things that we don't? But um, in in reality, I think it's about the mix of the upper house, which has uh, changed since then, and uh, we have a little bit more uh, influence with the um, support of the crossbenchers and uh, those independents and crossbenchers certainly see that this is a really significant issue. So we, uh, we've been able to get this inquiry up and uh, we've got some great witnesses from all different mm. uh, avenues and lots of stakeholders involved. So hopefully they'll write a report that the government actually listens to because uh, they haven't listened much to date and uh, we're just hoping that they do have open ears in the lead up to the next election in March for us. The interesting uh, part of the, I, I was looking at their schedule, there is no one from Keolis Downer or Newcastle Transport addressing uh, the parliamentary inquiry. Is that because they haven't been invited or they haven't uh, elected to be a part of it? Well, I would say they didn't put in the submission mm. uh, off the top of my head. I mean, uh, that's normally how you get invited is through your submission. Mm. But um, yeah, look, I'm not familiar with uh, whether or not they their communication was to this inquiry or, or vice versa. Mm, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Now, the yeah. other uh, the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about today, if anyone's been driving around Honeysuckle, um, around you know a- any of the, the transport uh, interchange, they would have seen the, uh, the, I suppose, the work that's going on at the moment on, uh, on the Wickham, uh, Wickham Arts School. Now, obviously, that is such an incredible um, historical building for us here in in Newcastle and the Hunter. What is the latest on that, Tim? Because uh, there is work going on on it. And uh, every morning when I drive into into work, I drive down down Beresford Street and uh, every morning I can see different work being done on it. Is it being protected? Well, it isn't being protected enough, no. I mean, there is work being done following a big campaign from myself, from the council and the community. Uh, HCCDC have started work and fixing up the roof, the gutters, downpipes and also repairing the facade. But unfortunately, uh, they haven't committed uh, to incorporating it into the final precinct plan. So they've just released uh, or opened up expressions mm. of interest for those last couple of blocks there, but they're not guaranteeing that that will be, um, that will be preserved, which is ludicrous because they're spending this money on it. They know the community feels so strongly about it yet they're unwilling to give that uh, secure commitment that it will actually stay.
Uh, we don't want this uncertainty. No. We want to secure the future once and for all. And they can secure that future, can't they? When they put out that expression of interest, it could quite easily say this must be factored into the architect's plan, into the concept plans. They can actually direct that. They can, absolutely. And I was quite shocked to learn that that was not the case, uh, particularly because all of their publicity and the material they put out promoting it has it as you know, central to those plans. I mean, they look like great plans mm. in terms of the architecture and the design, and, uh, but a significant part of it is a beautiful old building there. So I was quite shocked, and uh, you know, that's why I'm making a noise about this, mm. because the community feels very strongly about it. And very. the last thing we want is to see a repeat of what happened to the store. You know, they uh, didn't even keep the facade for that. No. And it's opposite the beautiful old brewery, mm. and you got this wonderful opportunity to have some synchronisation of the old historical buildings in the city, and they're disappearing. They are, and you know, you have a look at that beautiful building that uh, that now houses, uh, I think it's a Seven Eleven and Elogio's head offices. You know, they have. They have maintained that building beautifully. I think it's the old S&W Miller building. But, you know, they've done a beautiful job of maintaining that. And then you go further along and you've got this monstrosity of a car park where the store building facade used to be. And it's absolutely devastating to see the difference there. And we could have that exact same problem happen over there at Wickham. We could, absolutely. I mean, the architecture is not the best in Honeysuckle, particularly the, uh, the first series of buildings uh you know we we want something very high standard and uh to keep that beautiful old building and uh have its use uh made something that is good for the community is uh, it's a wonderful opportunity you know it's not something to the detriment of our community in the city it's it's actually a great opportunity it really is and once they're gone they're gone yes yeah, that's right. Well, listen, thank you so much for your time, Tim. I really appreciate it. I didn't know that you do have to get off to uh, to 11.45 to uh, to get in front of this uh, this committee for your video conference. Um, I'd love to hear from you after and just uh, if you can let us know how it went and uh, what is the timing for the report on uh, on this, uh, this, me- this one? Well, uh, yesterday and today they're doing uh, all of the... Um all of the interviews so uh, I imagine you know it would be in the next month you'd hope we'd uh, hope I'll wrap it up and get it out but Parliament's yeah sitting in the next few weeks so um, hopefully they bring it back to Parliament in the not too distant future and I'm very happy to uh, talk further yeah. to you about it that would be wonderful thank you so much I appreciate your time and uh, and best of luck this morning Thanks, Trace. Thank you. That is Tim Crackenthorpe, who is the local member for Newcastle, and he is in front of that inquiry today. If you'd like to know a little bit more about uh, the privatisation of bus services inquiry, if you go to parliament.newsouthwales.gov.au backslash committees, and if you just go into the inquiries, you'll be able to find it. And there are some significant information there. There's the terms of reference. There's uh, all of the submissions are there. And you can also watch that uh, that inquiry as it occurs. It is actually on the uh, government's website. It is live streamed. So if you're interested in that one, please make sure you, uh, you get on and have a bit of a look. And if you want to save Wickham Arts School, then make sure you get on to uh, to Hunter Development Corporation, Hunter Central Coast Development Corporation. I'm sorry, they changed their name again. But uh, yeah, if you want to see that building stay here and be part of whatever is going to go over there, make sure you have your voice heard because it is such a magnificent building and it would be really, really sad to see it go. With 
over nine decades of combined media experience, Tracy Mack and Michael Blacksland bring you a smart, fast-paced morning of news and entertainment with special guests and major newsmakers for your morning fix. Join Tracy Mack for Newcastle in the Morning, weekdays from nine, only on Newcastle Live.